Life is an epic journey. Live it unleashed. Hey, fellow journeyers, Jeremy here. Welcome back to the Living Unleashed podcast. You know, life is an epic journey, and we want to discover how to live it unleashed. God offers us a passionate life that is defined by hope, filled with joy, marked by peace, and walks in freedom. And uh, we're on that journey here together as we intentionally shape our lives that we might experience this living, unleashed life that God offers. We're in the middle of our journey with Luke as we continue through the book of Acts, and today we are on Acts chapter 7. Uh, we're going to continue our conversation from yesterday because Acts chapter 6 and chapter 7 deal with Stephen. And we saw Stephen yesterday be introduced as one of those who was selected to help with the distribution of food to the widows. We noted that even though his selection was for a particular job, that they were looking for folks who were filled with the Holy Spirit and with wisdom. And that immediately, Stephen is put in a position where he has to defend his faith. And and to do that, the Holy Spirit comes upon him uh, uh, he does that in a powerful way. There's uh, two or three places there in chapter 6 where it talks about the Holy Spirit being involved in the whole encounter. Uh, at the end of chapter 6, we find that he is uh, kind of in, in the midst of a trial, and he gives a, uh, a speech that takes up the majority of chapter 7 and is actually the longest ongoing speech in the entire book of Acts. And Acts has several speeches in it from Peter and Paul and, and, and the like. So um, this is really um, something that draws our attention and uh, points this out to us and says, hey, we want to pay attention to this. Now, Stephen's speech is um, um, basically establishing uh, through the life of Israel, the history of Israel, uh, the uh, progression coming up to the Messiah and how the prophets were treated and the like. Um, and it doesn't really paint the religious leaders in a really um, good light. As a matter of fact, if you look there in chapter 7, starting in um, verse 51, he says, You stiff-necked people, your hearts and ears are still uncircumcised. You are just like your ancestors. You always resist the Holy Spirit. Was there ever a prophet your ancestors did not persecute? They even killed those who predicted the coming of the righteous one. And now you have betrayed and murdered him. You who have received the law that was given through angels, but have not obeyed it. And so we have this kind of searing commentary uh, coming from Stephen, and they don't react very well to it. Now, I want to kind of help you see this in light of what's progressed through Acts so far. You know, First of all, we had... Uh, you know, Peter was put in prison, and he was given a warning not to uh, continue to testify in the name of Jesus, but he did. Then we see some of the apostles put in prison, and they're let out, but they're flogged. So they're treated, they're, instead of just a warning, they're actually physically harmed. They're flogged. Now, by the time we come up to Stephen, and he goes on trial, what we're going to discover is that Stephen is actually murdered. So we see as we move through the book of Acts that there is this mounting resistance that reacts in a uh, more violent way, uh, a, a more strong, a stronger way, because this thing is growing, and, and they're trying to shut it down. And uh, but it doesn't stop. The the apostles don't stop. As a matter of fact, 
Stephen's reaction is real telling. And that is that even though they're being totally unfair, even though he's being railroaded just like Jesus was, he responds just like Jesus did. He doesn't get angry. He doesn't cast uh, um, um, disparaging remarks. I mean, he calls us, you know, I mean, he calls it what it is there at the end of the message, but when it comes down to they're about to stone him, he's praying for their forgiveness. He's praying that uh, that they would, you know, be forgiven of this. And and I mean, it's 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 just this powerful moment when even though the worst thing he could probably imagine that could happen to him, he's about to be stoned, he's gonna die, he's still clinging to Jesus. And and that reaction is so telling. I think one of the, that reaction is one of the things that helps us see that it is definitely the Holy Spirit that has him. It is definitely the Holy Spirit. Because how we react to opposition, how we react to those who mistreat us, says a lot about whether or not the Holy Spirit is truly at work within our heart and lives. Um, and, And so we see this, we see this reaction and it is just this really powerful thing to watch and witness because it tells us several things. One, it tells us that when the gospel of Jesus Christ enters into this world, the world is going to resist it. The world is not going to like it because it upsets the systems of the world. It upsets the culture. It upsets the status quo. It upsets where the rest of the world is going. It's not going to be in line with Hollywood. It's not going to be in line with the political parties. It's not going to be in line with what is culturally acceptable at the time because the the gospel of Jesus Christ is always radical. It's always revolutionary. Because when we tend to try to live from our hearts, when we tend to, to try to live and, and control our lives and our destiny, we're always going to be against God. And so, you know, it's radical when it, when it comes at it. And, and so um, uh, we, we see that happen and we are inspired because if we're really standing up for the gospel, uh, if we're really standing up for Jesus, two things are going to happen. One, um, we're probably going to make people uncomfortable. Uh, we are. And the second thing that's going to happen is, um, though, that in the encounter, we have the opportunity to show them a deeper picture of Jesus. In this case, you know, in our previous case with uh, with the apostles, um, I'm, I'm sorry, with uh, Peter and John, when they were before the Sanhedrin, it says, and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. In other words, their response was such that they could tell they had been with Jesus. They took note of that. But now we've gotten to the point, they're just mad. They're just angry. They're not getting their way. So so now they're just going to stone him, and they do. And we have introduced to us at the very end here of chapter 7 or, or first verse of chapter 8 that says, And Saul approved of their killing him. Well, see, because they were laying their coats at the feet of Saul. In other words, Saul was really the one who was driving this. Now, why is that important? Well, because we know that Saul becomes Paul, and that's going to happen later in chapter 9 of Acts. And so here we have this building not only of the um, um, opposition that's coming against the, the church church's growth and spreading of the good news, the gospel of Jesus, but we have introduced within that one of the main opponents. And the beauty that we're going to see when we get over there is God has a way through his Holy Spirit of taking one of the main opponents and turning it into its, it, his... Uh, um, his one of his main mouthpieces, the the main 
drivers, missionaries of the early church movement. Okay, so what does this have to do for me and you today? Well, it encourages us to live faithfully even if the world doesn't like how we're living. It encourages us to stick with the message even if the rest of the world and the rest of the culture tries to get us to change it, even if the rest of the world tries to get us to go a different direction. It, it reminds us that we are, to, we are a set-apart people, that we have been not only saved from something, but we've been saved for something, and that our lives are to be a living witness and testimony to the holiness of God. And, and so we are to be demonstrating that to the rest of the world. And the rest of the world isn't going to like it because our, light will, our lives will shine light into their darkness and expose, um, and expose that. And, and people don't like it when that happens. And so, but we want to remain faithful. So I really encourage you to, to stay faithful. But the other thing it reminds us is you have to stay faithful in a loving way. You have to stay faithful in a way that, that communicates God's agape love to others. And, and we see Stephen doing that. I mean, even as they're killing him, Stephen is praying for their forgiveness. And that is a love that can only be born of the Holy Spirit. And so, um, it, and, and, it, and it is something that is totally foreign to our culture right now. If we watch the cultural landscape around us, we see that what is in vogue right now is that when you disagree with others, you call them every name in the, under the book, you accuse them of all sorts of horrible things, and you use every tactic under the sun to try to tear them down. That is not what Stephen does. Stephen doesn't do that as he's dying. Instead, he truly does act like Jesus. He asks for their forgiveness. He prays for them. He truly loves them. It's not done in a snarky way. It's not done in a condescending way because it's done out of an authentic heart that has been captured by the Holy Spirit, and he is filled with that. And, and so his life in his death becomes such a powerful witness for the early church. And so that's what we want. We want our lives to be that kind of witness. That's why we want to live unleashed, because when we're living unleashed, when our lives are filled with hope, joy, peace, and freedom, the world is going to take notice. So even though they may not agree with us, they still take notice of the kind of people we are. And that's what we talked about the other day, that we want people to look at us and say, that, poor, that person right there, that person has been with Jesus. And, and that's what we want. So, uh, so I, I just encourage you to reflect upon this today um, as you continue to uh, a journey through your day and, and, and just ask yourself, how can I live unleashed today? where I will show the love of God, but I'll also communicate the holiness of God. And, and I will demonstrate it because my life is filled with hope, joy, peace, and freedom because I am living unleashed. Hey, as you go about your day today, I really encourage you uh, to just uh, uh, keep your uh, uh, eyes on Jesus as you go along and just um, get, be such a wonderful and awesome witness to him. And as you do, may you keep on living unleashed. <laughs>